Got a good one for you today. Kim Cook was back with us. She came back a lot quicker than I think most of us were expecting from Guyana, just to celebrate her birthday with her twin. And we got to sit down with her, hear what's going on in Guyana, any updates, and there's a couple of them passing the baton of leadership on, how that's going, what that's like some uh, racial healing ministry that's been taking place with pastors there so check it out hope you enjoy please remember to like share rate review all that good stuff back with us We've got Stan sitting across from me too and Kim you you just were here not too long ago and so I think most of us weren't expecting to see you so soon uh, what was going on how come you how come you came back well I have a, a big birthday and I have a twin sister and um, so my twin and I over the years I've always celebrated our milestones together. We've always made a point of trying to celebrate the milestones. We miss most of our birthdays, so, but this is one thing. So I didn't think it was actually gonna happen this year and kind of laid down that idea. I said, Kath, I can't, I can't do it. And she couldn't come and all that. But my family gifted me and said, you are coming. And they gifted me with a ticket. So um, I could come and spend my birthday with my sister. So and that went smoothly. No, it didn't. Go. <laughs> it was not smooth at all. I um, unfortunately just before you to catch your flight, um, you have to take your nice PCR COVID test. And I was kind of surprised when I got my results back in the middle of the night and said um, I was positive, COVID positive. So I'm like, no. So then I had to postpone the trip. They couldn't cancel it, but they said they could postpone it. The airline said, just let us know when you're negative and then you can rebook. Mm -hmm. So I was asymptomatic at that point. So I um, actually was feeling good, but I had to be in isolation for four days, mm -hmm. <laughs> four or five days actually. Mm -hmm. Good isolation over your birthday. And uh, <laughs> made it made you feel really old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but thankfully, um, I was able to reschedule and then hop on the plane and, and okay. come. So here I am back in the cold February months. <laughs> so. Canada. Have you come Canada. back in the winter much? I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you felt my hands, they're really cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I usually actually schedule my time off usually July, August for that very reason yeah. of coming back in the warm weather. So, so have you found the longer you're in? Guyana that when you come back to Canada the cold is more perceptible or it's hard yeah it's, it's definitely um, yeah I've got all my winter clothes and everything open up the closets just like a new wardrobe again so it's just like okay so yeah it's it's good like my hands are oh yeah like ice yeah. so it's like but yeah but you you just have to adjust and mm -hmm. and um, well, we're glad inside. you're back here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, got, thanks. I got to see you a little bit sunny. I was in here watching the box cast, monitoring, making sure signals were good. So I didn't oh. get a chance to see you out in the congregation. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, like, is somebody going to talk to her, welcome her? And and then Carrie, you, you I think it was you that welcomed 
Kim or was it somebody else? Maybe it was Claire. I don't remember. Nathan, I... <laughs> it was Nathan. Somebody yeah, did it. Somebody I'll did take it. responsibility yeah. if it's good. Okay. Yeah. It was a good job. A job well done. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just so glad that uh, you're back here, and uh, I I didn't really know until the last minute that you were going to be here, or we would have done something more. It was last minute for me, but too. Well, I told him that when uh, Sandra said that, like the COVID whole thing happened, I just assumed the trip would have been off then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure if it would work or not. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, well, if I'm negative again, I'm just canceling the whole thing yeah. and so I just waited and then that evening I just booked it to get it gone. so it was, it was great but so what have you been doing what's God been doing in Guyana huh. um, since we last chatted it's it's been an interesting season um, we have our old leadership team our couple that have been with us for a few years um, have left um, decided uh, it's time to leave and so one of our young girls, Vanessa, actually I've known her since she was a youth, <laughs> mentored her and everything since she was a child, really. And so she has been on staff with us for quite a few years and she is now taking over the leadership of YWAM Guyana. So I've been trying to walk through. It's been a, actually a difficult season in, in a lot of you know regards, but walking her through, you know, leading and picking up the the reins, mm-hmm. the leadership. So even me being here is really good, mm-hmm. giving her a chance to get on her feet. Um, we dialogue quite often, and I said, well, I'll step back a little bit so she can take the lead, even in the day-to-day leadership team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to step back and, and allow her to, to lead. She's, she's a good girl. She's really very creative, and mm-hmm. um, and she's learning. But she's, Sam she's just did well. that too. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the middle. We start uh, the tra- uh, the transition has started, and I the the official handovers next September on our anniversary. What do you find the most difficult part of transition? Like, how does it affect you? Um, I think because you've been I hate to use the word in control, or you you you've been. The decision maker you know giving um, direction giving direction and so it's okay uh, the nice thing with Vanessa and I we have a really good rapport mm-hmm. and friendship and communication so we've been able to almost sit down immediately and I you know I've already gone through some transition of me taking the reins mm-hmm. years ago and I said I know what it's like and I need to stand out of your way mm-hmm. I said because you're gonna lead in ways that I don't normally lead and uh, make some decisions that I may not even agree with. I said, but I need to stand out of your way. Mm-hmm. So it's basically learning how to stand out of the way and um, just to give her the liberty. Yeah. And, and remain helpful. Out yes. of the way, but yeah. helpful and a resource. Yes, and that's, um, I was dialoguing with somebody um, and he was saying the best question to ask is how can I serve you? Mm-hmm. You know, what what best can I do for you today? And but the nice thing is it gives me the liberty to do some things that I've been wanting to do. And one of the things, uh, obviously in Chinuing, the uh, interior village in the interior, I've been able to get my hands dirty a little bit and go back mm-hmm. into the bush, uh, which I've done once um, mm-hmm. this year already. And focus a little bit more intentionally mm-hmm. on chinnowing and seeing mm-hmm. the sewing school, cooking school developed. Um, the building is almost built when I go back. First thing I have to do is buy zinc and send it in, <laughs> zinc okay. sheets, okay. Um, so they can put the roof on the building and get, get a solar mm-hmm. power going so we can send in our sewing machines. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Um, and then we also are dealing with um, ethnic reconciliation, which is a mm-hmm. huge thing in Guyana. Um, you mentioned that last time. You just be, kind of touched on it. Yeah. Why don't you fill us in a little bit more what that's sure. looking like? Yeah, that's um, two years ago. Guyana is made up of six different races. And so you can have Afro Guyanese, Indo Guyanese, Amerindian, Chinese, Portuguese, and European. Very small Portuguese and Euro- European. So six different races. So when we have our elections in Guyana, which happened two years ago, 
um, sometimes the racism or the racial tensions rears its ugly head, and mm -hmm. that's when it's more predominant. That's when we see it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, all the rest of the years, everyone's living in harmony and saying we don't have any racism until mm -hmm. election year. Mm -hmm. And every Guyanese will say that. That's when you see racism at its best. So there was two years ago um, accusations of corruptions and corruption and um, with one of the parties, you know, coming into um, hoping to get elected in. And so a lot of the church actually remained silent. And so we had some, some disagreements amongst the different pastors of different races, one race supporting one party, another race supporting another party. And basically some couple people put things on Facebook that were not, wasn't good or edifying. And it, there caused a separation within the church. And we would know nothing about that here in Canada. <laughs> Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> so, so it happened. Yeah. So they, um, and up until then, we also, in the community that I'm living in is called Parika. And it's about an hour from the city, hour, mm -hmm. hour and a half from, the, from Georgetown. And during that time, we always had Preka Pastors Fellowship, and all the churches and the pastors from our community would get together. Mm -hmm. And actually, they met at YWAM, at Youth with the Mission, because they said, you know, we feel a different spirit here. We feel so peaceful here. So mm -hmm. they actually asked if they could use our, our area, our location, um, to have their meetings. So mm -hmm. every month, we, every Tuesday, first, second Tuesday of every month, we have um, meetings at, on our campus. With the Preka pastors. Now, when the elections happened, everything ceased. Um, mm -hmm. The pastors refused to meet, and it was quite ugly. It was not nice. Mm -hmm. And I had about two or three come to me and said, "As long as so and so is involved with this, I will not be a part of Preka pastors." And they quit. So two years, and then COVID obviously has mm -hmm. hit during this time. Um, gave us reason. We we laid it down, and we thought it was done. We thought mm -hmm. it was. Um, Preka Pastors Fellowship was no more. It was very, very hurtful. Um, anyway, long story short, in January, we had a visitor come from Switzerland, and he actually ran the School of Counseling Ministry in Switzerland. And he came, he was going to actually speak for two weeks, two or three weeks in our School of Counseling Ministry. But we postponed the School of Counseling because of our situation with the leadership change and because of COVID and a couple of, of the staff that were to come didn't want to get vaccinated and Guyana said you have to be vaccinated. You cannot come in the country without being vaccinated. We had the staff, we had the students, but we didn't, I mean, we had the students and the teachers, but we did not have the staff mm -hmm. because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this man decided to come anyway. He said, I'm not going to cancel my ticket. You know, the school is in April, but I still feel God saying I'm supposed to come. Mm -hmm. He came, and then the week he was supposed to come, he got COVID. <laughs> so we had to cancel. He came, and we decided to do a debrief with our staff, you know, and just debrief what we were walking through with this um, change of leadership and some of the stuff that we were walking through and did a really good debriefing with us. And then all our volunteers, we, had our, we have our local volunteers, we had meetings every night, and then we said, let's have a, a pastor's breakfast. Mm -hmm. So we brought all the pastors, and five of them came, and including one of them that, you know, was there was some difficulty with. Mm -hmm. And I really thank God because I felt the Lord talking to me that I was supposed to approach him even before I knew we were going to have this pastor's breakfast. And after... The meeting which really was worked out very well I approached him I said I need we need to talk and we had a wonderful time of reconciliation because I had actually gone to his house and tried to patch things up and say what's mm -hmm. going on and um, anyway we had a good talk we then approached the pastors that were there and said can we meet again and just have a time of reconciliation and they said yeah Let's, let's meet. So they came mm -hmm. the following Tuesday 
including another pastor. I put out a, I'm on the admin for the um, WhatsApp group. So I put in, I said, in the spirit of unity and reconciliation, can Preka pastors meet together and we can discuss, you know, a way forward. So they came, including another pastor that said they would never come. Mm -hmm. And we had a wonderful time, you know, mm -hmm. just a fellowship and um, forgiveness, reconciliation. And mm -hmm. Preka Pastors Fellowship has started again, mm -hmm. which is really huge for us, you know. And we said, mm -hmm. you know, we're committed to meet now every month to pray together mm -hmm. and be a light to our community. The other one was, I'm also part of, uh, actually two, two men came into Guyana. They were Guyanese living in New York. And they felt, they have seen what's happening in Guyana, the division of the churches and the ethnic division and so they came in spirit of peace and had a, a large meeting last August in Guyana saying we need to reconcile and a lot a wide cross wide spectrum of pastors came good meeting and as I sat there I felt the Lord just put an oomph in my heart just oh we need a covenant we need to covenant with one another we were talking about what the problems are you know and this person said this and but there was no positive resolution we said we need a, a covenant so long story short there's been three of us one was a leader of IVCF in Guyana who also ha handed over the the baton the leadership to somebody else one was CEF child evangelism fellowship she was the leader of that so the three of us have band together to write a peace covenant, which mm -hmm. we've been really working steadily on up until just before I came back, we finally edited the final mm -hmm. copy of the peace covenant, yet we're putting a manual together that we can do teaching to, to the children. Here's something for the children, ethnic mm -hmm. relations for kids, and this is what you can present to your church. This is... Mm -hmm. Other, other things that we're putting in the manual. So we are putting a manual together for all the churches in Guyana, and which is a huge project, and we're still now tweaking it. You know, now that we've edited the covenant itself, we are now beginning to um, put this manual together, So, mm -hmm. which is nice because with all our transition in YWAM, um, with the leadership and Vanessa taking over the reins, it gives me more time now to go to Georgetown and work mm -hmm. with the leadership team mm -hmm. for the ethnic relations and as well as Chinua, <laughs> go in the bush a little bit more. And um, yeah, so that's kind of mm -hmm. where we're at at the moment. So if you had the ear of the Christian community, mm -hmm. I guess you do right now, mm -hmm. what would you say to Christians and their use of social media having seen what's happened what you've gone through and had to do to rebuild mm -hmm. what would you say to to North American Christians as they use social media to connect and talk and engage their world be careful <laughs> be so careful because everyone's reading it and sometimes we shouldn't fight our battles. The one thing I said to this particular person, this pastor, I said, when I actually went by his house, and I said, you know, the best thing to do is you're having a ought against this person and that person. Go to them directly, you know, and talk to them instead of bringing it all out on social media because then mm -hmm. it's like starting a small fire. You know, for instance, someone had brought Youth with the Mission, um, Guyana, Guyana Bible Society, and another organization said, why are they silent? And then somebody took over, you know, and began, yes, YWAM and Guyana Bible Society, and I forget the other organization, are all quiet. Why are they quiet? You know, and it just snowballed into negativity from the immature ones, you know, mm -hmm. from people that were not mature enough to handle mm -hmm. criticism. Um, all, I, I started to reply actually on Facebook cause I saw that I'm like, what? <laughs> so I wrote a reply and then deleted it <laughs> and I said, okay, Lord, give me an answer. Mm -hmm. And all my answer was, I thank God. I know who I am mm -hmm. and I refuse to go any further using this media. You know, I, I, this is not the place mm -hmm. 
to you know so i finish here if you um, did send that message do you think it would have oh, made a big difference for what's eventually happened now i would probably have lost more of a reputation because you know it makes you look mm -hmm. foolish you yeah. know just to put some things on on facebook in fact i actually have almost I don't put, I just put fun mm -hmm. things on Facebook. Yeah. I, I don't use it hardly since then. Mm -hmm. I don't put a lot on anymore mm -hmm. because of that. And I think it's misused. Yeah. And My grandfather used to say, better to be silent and thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> so did he post that on Facebook? <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah, yeah. So I said, that, yeah, I will not um, fight well, this. That stuff. sounds like something that really is, you're passionate about and and bringing resolution. And uh, so if we were praying as a praying church community for you, how would you want us to be praying and as you and the rest of that team work mm -hmm. together? Um, sometimes I want to be careful what I say, but I pray that the pastor's ears will be open to hear. We as parachurch organization leaders, you know, whether it be IVCF and CEF and Campus Crusade for Christ, you know, we, we all work really well together, but yet we see that denominational, there mm -hmm. could be a, a great divide. And some of the denominations are ethnically divided. Mm -hmm. So we pray that eyes can be open, that they can actually humble themselves mm -hmm. and say, you know what? we do have racism amongst mm -hmm. us that people can be honest and call a spade a spade and just that we seriously deal with it mm -hmm. you know but there's sometimes there's the power trip there's this mm -hmm. you know attitudes and um even one of the um, people from one of the organizations said sometimes we feel like david and goliath you know we're mm -hmm. hitting the goliath which is you know that that the attitude you know, mm -hmm. that could be within the church that they don't want to hear or they don't want to work with mm -hmm. another denomination. Um, mm -hmm. But we actually in Preka are really trying to break that down, yeah. you know, which is the beauty of what we have. Mm -hmm. um, and saying, okay, we, we do not push an agenda of doctrine mm -hmm. or, you know, we just want unity, you know, in the mm -hmm. church that they see Jesus and they don't see mm -hmm. a denomination. And so that's mm -hmm. basically what we've been trying to and we have baptist wesleyan assemblies no name you know yeah. um yeah. all together so it's been and where we work in columbia political parties actually target pastors to mm -hmm. run because mm -hmm. there's some prestige there there are no one in the community and we almost always see that and badly Mm -hmm. Either the man is out of ministry after the election or there's great division in the churches or even amongst the same denominations. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of thing happening in Guyana or is that not? A... Yeah, they were actually, the government was saying, where's the church? And we need to hear the church's voice. And um, mm. one of Different the... than here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is a nice thing. So um, Eduardo... Um, Lionel Eduardo, he is one of the key leaders that's in the States, and Malcolm Sobers, and they were able to come back in again and meet with the president um, in the end of January, and mm -hmm. just had a good meeting to say this is what we're working on, the ethnic mm -hmm. re re reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So the government, <laughs> yeah, is very open to, um, to the mm -hmm. church as peacemakers mm -hmm. and saying we need to hear your voice so that's been mm -hmm. the breath of fresh air for us um it so. sounds like a way better situation than what we've been dealing with where political parties try to co-op pastors to their agenda that's and it turns true. out badly but this is like the government saying what do you think like i'm with you carrie like yeah that would be a prayer for our country that actually political leaders would want to know what what do believers think? What is their yeah. thought in these areas? They do, but yet it still is somewhat it's, because if you have a Indo government, you know, Indo mm -hmm. leader, um, then a lot of the Indo pastors are aligned with that leader. If you have an Afro leader, they're 
very much aligned, you know, with the actual leadership. Yeah. So there is a definitely distinction, but we are really trying to, to break that. And, and everyone knows it. And that's one of the covenant. One of the things in this manual is let's talk about how we can have a more diverse congregation and not just have totally Indo, yeah. you know, Indian congregation yeah. or totally black congregation. Yeah. So we're just, um, how can we be more intentional, yeah. you know, to, to have a different church? Yeah. And how can we teach our children and, you know, start from young now, the next generation, so we can kind of rid ourselves, which is really easier said than done, of the racism that's mm -hmm. really predominant in Guyana. Yeah. So. It's interesting how churches can get caught up in that because it's just mm. so antithetical to our beliefs. Like yeah. when we're all, our paradigm is Christ. Like that's mm -hmm. our first identifier yeah. in our beliefs so you and i are a man and a woman mm -hmm. but our first identifier is actually christian but yeah. like i'm a christian man not a man christian mm -hmm. yeah. or not a male christian or whatever like yeah. that would be the first thing and that yeah how much that affects the way we live our life mm -hmm. if that affects the way i live my life more than being a man does more than being a white person does right. more than being a 30 five-year-old yeah. i don't know your age maybe well, i'm 34 <laughs> but your age stan i don't know maybe the your age does affect the way you live a little more but maybe it does <laughs> um and it's Congrats. like that we run into these barriers uh -huh. still where it's like well because i'm a this type of christian mm -hmm. then i'm going to pick these sides as opposed yeah. to us being like well look at how similar we actually are yeah and it's like we might have some different cultural things going on yeah. or wh whatever but the the main way that we're all saying we're attempting to live our life is actually mm -hmm. the same yeah yeah and mm -hmm. i was curious yeah. too when you're talking about this racial stuff so one of my best friends gabriel he was with ywam in south africa mm -hmm. and he said everyone who goes there goes thinking they're going to help bring about the change mm -hmm. and he said you quickly get put into a side though mm -hmm. and he's like so you know he's nigerian so mm -hmm. i guess he gets pushed into the black side of things right. and he's you know he said everyone goes there attempting to be a bridge but then both sides or however in your case there's many yeah. sides i don't know how many sides are there yeah. they're everyone's pigeonholed you yeah and you he said you quickly start feeling that you are then also taking aside mm -hmm. and do you experience any of that there well yes and no the beauty of our organization is we have one of our girls is mixed with i think four different races <laughs> we have another girl who's black and me who's white and we all our staff, we're, you know, and then we've had Indo, our, we're all mixed, mm -hmm. you know, so we can't say we're all one a black staff or Indian staff or white staff. Mm -hmm. We're really mixed. So that's a real bonus, a benefit for us. But yeah, as soon as you see somebody, like I, I've done my own little personal private surveys, you know, you're, you're in a car and okay, I'm with an Indo-Guyanese. Okay, so what do you think about this election? You know, And I know who they're going to vote for by the color of their skin. Mm. You know, you, there's no doubt. So it's, I, I, when I voted, and I, I've been there long enough that I, I now vote in the elections, I don't tell anybody what I voted for. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, you, you guys have the liberty to vote for whoever you want, but I'm not telling you who I'm voting for and please don't tell me who you're voting for. You know, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. make a, a good intellectual <laughs> decision. Mm -hmm. And then we try and, and tell people, you know, come on the campus, you know, <clears throat> whoever you think mm -hmm. is right, mm -hmm. you well. vote for. Um, so you try to disciple in that way, you know, well, who'd you vote for? You're, you're white, you know, ah, I'm not saying, you know, um, I'm mm -hmm. voting for who I think would be the best person to run the nation. And it's a frustrating it's, thing for, I imagine everyone, and I think we've all probably experienced at some point where we have an opinion mm -hmm. and 
the reason people think we have that opinion is because of some characteristic of ourselves. It's like, right. because you're a man, of course you think that. Yeah. Because you're white, because you're young, whatever. Because you're Canadian. Yeah. You th- that, of course you think that way. And it's like, yeah. we pick at these things that take away um, someone's ability, mm-hmm. essentially, to just rationalize for themselves. Like, you couldn't have just come up with that because you thought about it. It's because of this identifying factor about Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, In Scripture, in Galatians, it's it's like there is a concerted effort amongst the family of God Mm -hmm. to bring down all barriers, race, and male, female, rich, Mm -hmm. poor, old, young, this mm-hmm. this idea of an equality and mm-hmm. of of value and utility and um and orthopraxy mm-hmm. uh, that is kind of that's the foundation where we think out of mm-hmm. or we should be thinking out of and so i mean it's it's really where the world is at is antithetical to where we are as christians i mean it just butts heads mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so maybe it shouldn't surprise us that we struggle against this but i think what you're doing and creating teaching materials creating you know openness a place to talk about it and to really begin to um level that playing field as mm-hmm. scripture talks about it. I, think, mm-hmm. I think that's just amazing kid what do you do now though because you've sorted this in a some way you've got this group together but another election's coming uh, yeah, another election, another two years, two right? years from now. So, and then in two years, all things are going to flare up again. Oh, my. Well, yeah, it used to be really a lot. It used to be very violent. Um, mm-hmm. You run for, from the tear gas. It got a lot of stories with the political uprest, unrest, um, which is eased up. But, yeah, we want to get this out and into the church in fact, we're talking about, I just had a Zoom meeting just the day before I left for here, and we were talking about doing these Bible studies of every region. There's 10 regions in Guyana, mm-hmm. and they said, okay, can you take region one, region two, so that we are beginning to try to multiply, doing a, a study on race, racism and race, racial reconciliation, and there's already something that the Wesleyan Church had already put together <coughs> That we want to maybe start and initiate and mm-hmm. um, go from place to place and let them duplicate it. But there's a lot of pastors and a lot of people who are interested. Like, mm-hmm. let me know when this is done. We need it. Mm-hmm. So there is an excitement about it. So it's now how to implement it. How to, how to, like, how do you set it. the like safety guards so that well, when things happen again, you're, it's like you've got all this oh, in place. Yes. So yeah. that you guys aren't going to splinter. Again or something. Actually, there was something in place that I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Is when we had the big pastors meeting, they said they had um, elected a, a small group that when the next elections come and if there's frictions and tensions and saying, you know, there's um, corruption going on in the elections and there's this big outcry, that the pastors will get together and they are going to form a team. And they're going to be able to dialogue peacefully about it mm-hmm. and then work together and then convey it to the churches. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'd like to see that in action, but it's being talked about right now mm-hmm. and saying, well, we need to get together and it's going to be mixed race. So that's mm-hmm. one very positive thing. Um, I see the benefit of, of, it doesn't sound right, but targeting children and teaching mm-hmm. yeah. and forming minds at a young age, but I also see it's, 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 and especially in, in any kind of Latin season, as scenario I've seen is, is pastors have a lot of respect still. Mm-hmm. Uh, their voice is heard. Yes. And so to me, along with changing how children think would, would be a, Dialoguing with pastors and how, how do you engage pastors and change their way of mm-hmm. thinking and dealing with things? Because if you don't, to me, and maybe I'm naive here, no. if you don't deal with this, 
that's going to still be disseminated and no matter what you do over here yeah. there this i sounds more powerful than what you're doing here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so how you how are you going to engage the pastor not you personally yeah, but yeah. i mean the group how do you how do you call those pastors together to change their heart their mind their thinking we are having dialogue regularly actually i've not been able to get on we have a lot of zoom meetings okay. so it's like another one um we have like for our west demora for the region three um mm -hmm. we have once to twice a week um, sunday evenings and a couple of other days we are having meetings and have and trying to get more and more pastors on the zoom meeting um mm -hmm. where we are in weekly conversation about it mm -hmm. so that's the other thing is we're all talking about it you know and we said okay it's not to discuss this you know this race hurt me here or, you know mm. it's how do we move forward so there is that already starting which is good and i think but I think the key is the children, you know, mm -hmm. and, and working, working with the generation. So we, because to change from the mm -hmm. top down, it's hard. Some of the roots run deep and there's a lot of hurts, you know, mm -hmm. so it's a matter of, I think, with the children, you know, and mm -hmm. just educating them, it's putting things intentionally in mm -hmm. Sunday school, you know, um, and dealing with it at the grassroots. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can see that. So it's kind of because to change a gen you know even changing with littering you know everybody you know takes their garbage and just throws it in the road or throws it in the river so kids that come on our campus lash in the bin put it in the bin you know you, mm -hmm. you can't put mm -hmm. your garbage on the ground pick it mm -hmm. up you know so we're discipling the generation mm -hmm. and then now the schools are discipling the children okay mm -hmm. when you we have bins you gotta lash in the bin you gotta put your garbage mm -hmm. away so i think with racial reconciliation a lot will have to do you know with the children and the pastors mm -hmm. actually are embracing saying yeah give us the material mm -hmm. we'll teach it mm -hmm. and i think through teaching them they're going to learn a lot too <laughs> so but method in um, your madness okay yeah. <laughs> okay so but yeah we're having regular zoom meetings with okay. pastors and mm -hmm. this guy eduardo lionel lionel he comes in quite regularly mm -hmm. and trying to meet with pastors but he's also hitting some walls right. in a way what does the racial teaching stuff look like? Because in the last, I guess, probably year and a half, mm -hmm. like everywhere here has gone through racial training, mm -hmm. uh, racial sensitivity training, uh, racial bias training, or uh -huh. ways to be anti-racist. And it's become a huge thing here. Uh, you ask a good question because I have looked at the material, but not in depth. Mm -hmm. I've been so focused on the peace covenant and we went and read over the other stuff, but it's more like I, I'm trying to think um, how many, you know, what percentage of Indo-Guyanese do you have in your, your congregation? What mm -hmm. steps are you going to do this year to engage in, you know, with the other races? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you mm -hmm. engaging with the children in the other races? What things, mm -hmm. intention, intentional steps? of how to what are you teaching in your church you know that um that talks and addresses racism you know things like that that gets the pastor thinking you know there's a list of probably about six questions um that are challenging the pastor and looking at their own congregation and what mm -hmm. community project can you do that will engage the other race intentionally that you are actually working together because mm -hmm. some really do remain in their own little little groups yeah. and even communities some yeah. communities are totally you know one ethnic group so it's it's really got some good mm -hmm. questions and challenging them um to dialogue amongst themselves mm -hmm. and say okay we need to do this you know we don't have mm -hmm. any chinese you know or mm -hmm. we don't have any amerindians mm -hmm. um and then we're talking with the Amerindians because sometimes they're at the lowest, mm -hmm. you know, in the group. And there's different names. You know, one of the girls from IBCF, she goes, yeah, and it's our speech. We have to change, you mm -hmm. know, because I will say, you know, it's very easy. I shouldn't probably say <laughs> There's some things you say that's accepted, you know, mm -hmm. um, that would not be accepted. If I said that in Canada, I'd be shot. 
but it's mm-hmm. so relaxed in mm-hmm. Guyana that you know, hey, yeah, <laughs> I'll say something. Right. Let's, let's, so let's I, not, yeah. you know, and I get used to it, you yeah. know. So um, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so we're challenging each other mm-hmm. in our speech, you know, and yeah. you know how we refer to another race. Mm-hmm. So, we um, have seven different um, major uh, racial communities here. And my my vision in the beginning was, you know, one kingdom under God, mm-hmm. all worshiping together, and that's what we're going to be doing in eternity. And it's a great dream. Yeah. I remember in the other building, we had you are loved in everything from Swahili oh, wow. to Russian to, and we've had, we, there's always seems to be a mix going on. I mean, we've got Eastern European, we've got like Canadian born here, like mm-hmm. I've been, I mean, 63 years here, mm-hmm. new Canadians from, from Jamaica and uh, India and Africa and South mm-hmm. America. And I like, it's just, it's that unity is an elusive thing. Uh-huh. It, you, you keep trying to nail its feet down. Yes. And, uh, you know, why is, oh, we had uh, Sunday night, we had our annual, we don't have annual meetings, but our celebration night. And it's like, oh, it was fun and exciting. And, and the next person goes, oh, it's boring. Like, you just, right. I mean, it just depends on their background and yeah. what. Yeah. And, and so that, that unity and, and respect from one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really had to kind of clamp down because we'd say, you know, certain, certain cultures have a different, relationship to time uh-huh. than maybe yeah. north americans do uh-huh. and and so to view someone who's you know consistently a half hour late uh-huh. or i mean it's in 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 our culture i mean where i mean uh-huh. i didn't see a person of color until i was probably 16 oh. uh-huh. so yeah. like yeah. deep southern ontario uh-huh. in the country i mean just wasn't there uh-huh. And then I remember when, I mean, it's not even a different country, but people from Quebec would start to come in and do mm-hmm. migrant labor. And then yeah. people from Jamaica and in mm-hmm. our world totally changed. Right. right. And so like yeah. just even the stereotyping of, well, this, this nationality or people from this country have, you know, they do this or yeah. they're like this. Yeah. And changing that is like yeah. pushing against the ocean. One thing I tell Guyanese when I'm when I'm there, I'm like, you know, I said wherever Satan can find a difference, he's going to hone in on the difference and try and separate us. And I said, mm-hmm. like in Canada, for instance, I said you got French English. Mm-hmm. I said, and the, the there's the color might be the same, but it's the difference in language. Mm-hmm. And Quebec almost separated, you know, from mm-hmm. Canada because of a language difference. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Satan tries to find any difference and say, mm-hmm. I'm one is better than the other. Right. You know, one's more superior than the other. So we have to actually walk in that spirit of humility to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I prefer my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color I, you know, I don't even see color. You know, I've got so many different colored friends. I mean, good friends, you know, some are Amerindian, some are black, some are Indian. I, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't see them after all, you see their heart. Mm-hmm. And it's like wherever Satan can come in, he tries to, you know, we have to actually even look at from spiritual eyes to say, you know, he hates mm-hmm. unity. And that's Jesus' prayer in, in John 17, one of his last mm-hmm. prayer, you know, is that we might be one, mm-hmm. you know, and it's such a powerful prayer and a call and a cry for unity. So it's got to mm-hmm. be on our hearts mm-hmm. to say, you know what, we need to be unified. We need, you know, to... Mm-hmm. See where I, you know, and that's where we're questioning one of the questions, you know, where am I racist? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where am I? If I forgot a little mm-hmm. bit in me, mm-hmm. you know, or how do I react towards Is it the hidden? situation? Is it am hidden? I blind exactly. to it? Yeah. I mean, I think we have so many layers like that. I mean, even without any difference, I mean, you look at the upper room discourse in John and Jesus, at the very end, he keeps nailing this, how you love each other, how you care mm-hmm. for each other. These are determining things about yes. what people will see and how they think and how they, 
and how they are going to respond to the gospel. And, and Jesus puts a lot of real estate on that. Mm -hmm. And all along, like three times in that evening, it's like, well, I want the top job. He wants the mm -hmm. top job. Mm -hmm. And then they're walking to Gethsemane and they're arguing about who's going to, like, mm -hmm. who's, who's number one. And, and like, if I, I mean, I can't imagine, I could imagine Jesus just like mm. kind of putting his hand up and like, be gone yeah. or something. It's the real reason about, you wanted to go yeah. be alone. Yeah, yeah the yeah. real reason. Yeah. Let me go. And, yeah. and so the disciples didn't want to put that part in. Like, yeah. you went alone to pray. We won't <laughs> say why. And sometimes when we have things like that, we go, uh -huh. we give up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or we just go back to, you know, a vanilla white church or a African church. Because in, in some ways, it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's preferred. Right. I don't think so. I think it's less rich. Right. And less powerful of a testimony. Because we can learn from each other. Yeah. And appreciate culture and diversity. Mm -hmm. and There's a lot of interesting conversation, though, around something that you said when you were talking about you know, coming to this church and having this vision of, what did you say? You didn't say one nation under God, but you said <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But it's like, sounds great. But then there will there'll be people who would come and listen and hear you say that and be like, well, sounds awfully like a white version of one group of people under God. Because you're vision of all that is through whatever filters sure. you've grown up with sure. and even this conversation there'll be people who probably be upset like three white people talking now about mm -hmm. racial mm -hmm. things and like we've got all these different um mm -hmm. things that we bring to the table that mm -hmm. we're not aware of and i don't mm -hmm. i don't know how some people think that stuff's super important like mm -hmm. they they would mm -hmm. say your your idea of a church it's like well you know you're like that's the a white church what mm -hmm. your idea is sure. and that and i don't know if that actually is mm -hmm. and you don't you're not trying to do that mm -hmm. and i don't know how sometimes mm -hmm. maybe there's validity in saying something like that and sometimes there's not mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. there's so deep i guess you can go in this conversation of mm -hmm. Because sometimes there's a difference between cultural differences and racial differences. Because mm -hmm. it's not all race. Because an African culture might be different than an Indo culture. Mm -hmm. But it's how do you combine the culture together. And right. um, in fact, when we were doing the, the racial reconciliation thing, the one thing I said to the people I was working with, I said, well, take my name off it. I said, once people know this white person's here helping with this reconciliation thing. From another thing, country. Yeah, from a different country. I said, they might not like that. And one of the people laughed and said, maybe. <laughs> they said, but no, that, your name needs to be on this. I said, I, but I was actually quite serious about that. And I said, please take my name. I, I don't want my name on this thing. I know how some people will react. But... Um, but I think it's appreciated in cultures mm -hmm. because I think culture is even more than the color of the skin mm -hmm. it, it, and something to, are we Canadian culture? Mm -hmm. um, I think also there's, I mean, you can fall into analysis paralysis where mm -hmm. you just, yeah. you don't want to do anything wrong and so you end up doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you look at it and you go, well, what difference mm -hmm. can we make? Mm -hmm. and and some maybe it isn't a huge difference mm -hmm. we pray for large scale change but i mean you're back to the story about the you know the kid throwing the uh, starfish back into the ocean it, it makes a difference to the ones they mm -hmm. get so there's changes in our lives and it maybe it doesn't change a whole country maybe it doesn't even change a whole church mm -hmm. we had uh one of our guys uh uh read scripture and prayed in Swahili on Sunday. And I'm sure there are people going, well, why would you do that? Oh, I don't understand it. Well, I mean, you look up at the screen. You can get the English part. I mean, you can read. Um, and some think that's not helpful, and others think that is helpful. I remember 
in the early days with Spanish, where he said, like, hey, we can get these ear things, and we can translate, and they, and they said, no, 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 we want to learn English. So you think you're being culturally sensitive, and, and we could be helpful here, mm -hmm. and they're going like, no, that's not what we want. Mm -hmm. But then another person, either of your own culture or another, looks at, well, why aren't you doing this to help? Like, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, isn't there a Chinese proverb about a man, a boy, and a donkey? And the, the man is riding the donkey, the boy is walking, and, and people walk by and they say, um, isn't that horrible? That, that man is making that poor boy walk. And so then they uh, switch, and, he, and the grandfather walks, and, and then they say, uh, some pe more people go by and they say, oh, man, like that, that, that child's on that, that poor old man needs to walk. And then... They both get on the donkey, and then people go by, and they say, that poor donkey. Look at that poor donkey. <laughs> yeah. the, both of them on there, and that, and the old man carries the donkey in the end. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I think we, um, no matter what you do, there are going to be people that don't like it. There are going to be people that pick holes in it. You have to be faithful to God as best you can. Mm -hmm. Serve the body. Mm -hmm. Serve Jesus by serving the body. And, and point in a direction of hope mm -hmm. and change. Yeah. And trust God with the rest of it. Mm -hmm. There will be critics. I mean, be critics of what you do, Kim. And, and um, mm -hmm. But like Paul says, you know, suffer persecution. Uh, for my sake, great. Suffer it because you say something, do something dumb. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are really working hard, too. Give the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ. And so we'll be praying for you yeah, in that area. Now we've only got like about five or ten minutes left. <laughs> you've yeah. been you've been uh, heading up into the mountains, so this is part of it. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. else have you been doing up in the mountains? Because our church really, um, we're invested yeah, emotionally yeah. and spiritually and in you being effective for God and so just give us a thumbnail sketch other things that you're doing when you go in the interior okay um yeah with COVID we've not been able to go in uh, mm -hmm. and now the door is open and um the cry of the heart of everyone there is teach us we want to be discipled and um like seriously and so every time you go up you know you just try and impart um, we go, I love the go door-to-door -door day, and door-to-door -door is really different. I mean, it's probably like one hour walk into this van yeah. just to get to a house, and you pray for somebody and, um, and just listen to people and just praying for them, um, encouraging them, reading the word. Um, our goal is to, to bring in, um, actually, we have a group. I probably won't be a part of that. As soon as I get back, there's a couple of our staff. There, everybody wants to go to gym. <laughs> So we have to take turns and a young man that's arriving from Mexico actually tomorrow to, to come for a couple months and another man from Cuba coming for two years coming, but we're giving out Bibles. Um, they're going in and giving out Bibles and Samaritan purse gift boxes. So I was just labeling boxes for a whole evening the other day, just trying to get boxes for 163 Samaritan Burks actually more 193 for chinooing and another village called wax creek we're sending in samaritan purse boxes giving up bibles discipling starting our skills training school which has been the heartbeat to they said we need to learn a skill we want to learn how to cook we want to learn how to um sew you know so we can store unit school uniforms so we have mm -hmm. sewing machines donated all the sewing equipment um donated at this point so we're just building the building. The building, the wood was just put on the out. They went in the mountain and cut the wood and drug it down. <laughs> now that's almost done. And then just waiting for me to get the zinc and um, send it in and put that on the building. And then we'll send the sewing supplies mm -hmm. in. And then they want to start cooking to cooking school. Um, but we haven't even, I haven't even knocked on that door yet. So, But yeah, so basically skills mm -hmm. training. So it's the change in just just hit my brain. Yeah. Maybe I'm out to lunch here. Mm. With the change of and the transition of leadership, does that leave you free to go to the interior more, or does your 
oh, new yeah. person become the person who will be going in and doing those things? No, um, it frees me up to go in. Okay. Um, but I want them to go in to catch that heartbeat of it to keep going. Yeah. And yeah. everybody does. But yeah, it's basically um, something I've been working with. And the new leadership, I'm saying, discipleship deans. So she's going, we really want to go in and I want to show Madison, you know, the interior and everybody. I mean, if you really like the rough it, but mm -hmm. I mean, if everyone goes in, falls in love, love with it. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I get back, they'll probably be heading in. And um, awesome. I'm excited. I'm really excited about them going in. I'm like, yes, catch the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And so we, I've been trying to stay back a little bit mm -hmm. to facilitate. But at the same time, now I have more time to pour into getting the sewing school up wow. and running. So. Any last questions, Carrie? When do you go back? To the bush? Mm -hmm. Oh, to, to Chin, um, in by, yeah. um, Parika, Guyana, yeah. next Wednesday. Okay. Next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, so wearing. happy to have you here and to do this with us. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, got a couple things for everyone listening to be praying for. Yeah. And we'll be in contact, yeah. I guess, that Sandra's well, always yeah. keeping track of everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. yeah. Sandra's got a real heart for our missionary care. And, uh, she does. So Should have had her here, too. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You, yeah. I hope you know that you're our gal there, and that we love you. And uh, this you. is uh, this is your family, and uh, we just uh, are so proud of what is being done, and and grateful for what God has done and used to you. And and we'll be praying for this transition. And uh, Father, I just bring uh, Kim to you right now, and I uh, thank you for her life, Father. The decisions she's made, one after one to follow you, to be used by you, to be open to what you're doing. And um, a valued, successful, powerful life is made one decision at a time. And the accumulation of those decisions increase the power exponentially. And so I pray for continued wisdom for her. Continued wisdom to know what uh, you would have her do to encourage this uh, new, uh, her protege in ministry. And uh, I thank you, Father, for her eye of being able to see one who has a heart and a passion and, and then raising this one up and, and pouring into her life. And uh, Father, the, that sweet fellowship and community of believer would believers would continue to grow, that the enemy would not get a foothold. We pray also for the pastors. I pray, Father, it's, it's, it's hard when uh, you're alone and there's few and not much to work with, and it's easy to be in competition. It's easy to see people go to another church and uh, have your heart broken when you've poured energy and time and lots of love on people and and so I pray that Kim would be able to stir pastors' hearts uh, to the main thing, which is following your son Jesus and pointing to him and that he would receive glory and honor in all things. Pray for Kim for safety. And Father, keep your hand on her. I pray for her physical safety, health safety. Um, there are so many things that... Uh, that can happen in the turn of a moment, lives can be changed forever. And so would you have your way in her life and would you have your hand on her life? We thank you for her. It's more than a relationship or a friendship. She is our sister. And I thank you for her part in this family and that uh, where she goes, we go. And so would our hearts be stirred by the things that stir her heart? Would we be uh, come, uh, would we fall in love with the things that she falls in love with? And would we be faithful to pray and support and care for? And, and um, would we not shirk our friendship at all in any way? And so these things we put before you, 
for you are mighty and you are powerful, and we come in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus, through whom all things are possible, even racial reconciliation. And so, um, have your way in our hearts and lives, I will pray. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Carrie. For those of you listening, remember, don't end your day.